Hey guys, welcome to the Fahim Mujahid podcast. I'm your host, Fahim Mujahid. I'm a mental conditioning and human performance coach, but more than that, I'm a father, husband, family member, and friend who draws a lot of inspiration and passion from pouring into other people. Listen, I've been on this journey of self-evolution myself, and I find that with each opportunity, if one's passionate enough, you can find ways to not only enrich the lives of others, but find your way to your true north. I find so much inspiration from growing and learning and doing whatever I can to expose my own wounds so that we can collectively heal together. What I want for this podcast is an opportunity for me to use it as my offering to shifting the energy, the focus, the consciousness of the world that we're all experiencing, the world that we're all living in. It's a place that I want to grow with you so that we can all grow and become the best versions of ourselves. Welcome all. All right, so fun fact. Um, last week, we concluded the end of the season review um, where we serve as an opportunity. It serves as an opportunity for me to sit down with each player individually to gain their feedback and what their experience is like. Um, also give them a few of my notes, some of the things that we've worked on individually or some of the things I've probably witnessed throughout the season and what things could be made better, what things we could really lean into the upcoming year or the next year. And it also serves as a really powerful opportunity to have a clearing, right? There's whether it's players or coaches staff who feel like there's aspects of the past season um, that they want to explore and get better on this upcoming year, or just things that they want to just kind of clear um, prior to going into the off season, right? And so it's always something that I look forward to uh, because it's a really it's a really powerful opportunity for truth. Now, again, you're going to get different things. Um, I always find it interesting that I think whenever you're in those competitive spaces, you know, once you get buy in from from the top. So whether it be um, an AD or or a GM or a head coach, um, you're still going to combat. You're still going to battle against certain egos. Um, from the coaching staff, from the strength staff to the nutrition staff, right? There's there's always going to be an element of competitive ego, especially in that space. So, you know, I hear sometimes I hear uh, coaches operate in that space and it's like, well, I have to get buy-in from everyone on the staff. And, and that's just not realistic, or at least that's not my experience. You know, not only are you going to be challenged or run against certain opportunities of challenge with players, because not everyone not only understands the importance of this kind of work, but hasn't necessarily been able to incorporate it consistently in their game. So you're going to get different people who have different experiences and it has nothing to do with you. And I think for the longest time, not for the longest time, but initially when I started this work, it was from the lens of, okay, getting everyone on the same page within the staff and then worrying about the players. But what I realized is that one, it's not my job to worry about every single player. It's not my job to worry about every single coach and what their understanding of the importance of psychology is and why this work matters. And I have to understand that each and every one of them, including myself, we're arriving at the facility, we're arriving in that season with our ego. So I have to understand that what's being challenged is the work, it's not necessarily who I am. And I think a lot of times where you can take it from being personal to taking it more objectively, then it gives you an opportunity to meet it where it is. So I find that these end of the season conversations are so powerful, especially when you put a group of coaches and staff together, right? Because you're gonna get, you know, you're going to get different people speaking up and different and some people feeling more comfortable pull, pouring in, others feeling more comfortable pulling out. And everyone's trying to, to a certain extent, impress the coach to 
you know, to make sure that they have some kind of longevity and job security with the upcoming season. So you're going to get a lot of different things. And and I, I find it interesting now. Now I go into it from a mindset of, OK, um, what can what can I learn about the individuals that are leading this um, leading this team? Because, you know, the staff that the coach um, hires is is the extension of their philosophy, right? So you have to make sure that you have a solid enough understanding from the people that work under you in psychology and the importance of what you're trying to do by bringing a sports psychologist, a performance psychologist, a mental conditioning coach on. You have to make sure that the team or that at least the staff directly under the head coach has somewhat of an appreciation of value of you being there or you're going to run against resistance and it's only going to infiltrate the culture but so far. So during this conversation, we're talking about um, we're talking to this team. and We're like, okay, so give us the feedback from last season. Right. What are some of the things that you think we did well? What are some of the ways in which you've been able to um, see or notice the impact that this um, program and and has had on the players, but also as our team? Um, I know there's things that we want to improve upon and get better every year. But how can we do that? We can only do that with your feedback. And one of the things that kept coming up and in, in just kind of like that, that sharing opportunity from um, from a number of different coaches was the idea of how do we listen for it's great that they're getting a lot of the players are receiving a lot of this information because it's helpful and it's important that they know that. But where we have a disconnect is the consistency of, OK, enough talk. Now let's be consistent in doing it on the field. Right. We, we we have all the information. They're in those workshops and lectures and they're enjoying themselves and they're you know, they're they're pouring into what you're asking them and they're really connecting. And there's so much power in that. But how can we continue the conversation to where it's not just something that's being uttered or said or shared or learned, but it's something that's being applied consistently. Consistently. You know, and I and I love that feedback because it gave me an opportunity to land on something that constantly shows up in my one-on-one coaching, but also in my life in general. Here you have an entire staff full of coaches, and I and this is what I said to the coach. You know, when you think about the player that you're coaching, when you think about the player that you're coaching, or you think about the team of athletes that you're coaching, how much practice went into these players being able to hit a ball a certain way, pass a ball a certain way, block a certain way, dribble a certain way, defend a certain way? You're talking countless countless, countless of mundane hours after minutes, after days of doing the same one minute drill, two minute drill, right? To put themselves in a position when under duress, it becomes automatic, right? These players didn't get to where they are because of just happenstance. They just woke up and and, and just happened to fall into division one ball. No, no matter the sport, hours of free throws, hours of running passes against the the air. I remember being young and having a passion for wanting to play division one football. And I remember being outside for hours running against air on myself, throwing a ball up, catching it. So you spend so much time, not just learning, but practicing and training it into every element, every part of not only your subconscious, your conscious, but also your muscles, right? So why is it that, and I think it's funny that, and, and the reason why this conversation landed with me is because we assume to learn something, we assume to learn something is to have something stick with us. And that's never been the case, right? 
since I've gone on this journey with reading four books a month, I have to remind myself that it's not about just funneling through the literature and having that book checked as a book read. How are you using the opportunity to really um, take in and really apply the, what you're what you're learning? So back to the so back to the challenge or back to the conversation with the coaches, I said, well, it's not enough to just learn something. It's never enough to just learn something. Yeah, you can know something and you can learn something. That's great. But that's only that's only the beginning. Where are we using the opportunity to put it into practice so that it can become internalized and integrated? Right. What are we doing? How are we doing our part to make sure that we're meeting what's being learned? Because what I was finding is that and and what the coach also um, connected on was my job is to make sure that we're exploring certain aspects that need to be uncovered and learned. Right. So the job that we can do as a team of coaches here in this room is how can we take each lesson plan and integrate it and incorporate it into our practice plan so that it begins to be trained and practiced into. And yeah, we may not get with every subject. There's only so many seasons. There's only so many days, practices, weeks in a season. So we may not get up to 10,000 hours right, of mastery. But if we're willing to stand in connection with not just referring or putting all the weight and responsibility to, oh, to learn it is to know it. And we're willing to say, okay, where can we get better at as a team? Where can we get better at using this opportunity to practice what's being shared? If it's about mental endurance, right? What can we do? How can we structure our practice to make sure that we're putting players in a position where they have to lean back on what they just learned in that lecture about or workshop about the importance of mental endurance? How can we challenge the players today? How can we challenge the players this week? How can we take some of the same language and apply it into how or what we're using as ways to connect with the players while we're coaching them? If I'm not a coach that would normally use the word endurance, maybe I do this week, right? How can I continue to make sure that it's becoming a part of the language that I'm using so that I'm so that I'm bringing a trained practice component to what they're learning? Like that's where that's where the growth, that's where the opportunity um, happens. So for me, when I received that impact and I said, you know, to be able to have complete buy in from the coaching staff after that conversation, you know, I told them, you know, point blank, can I lean on you for that? Because it's one thing to be given the opportunity to come in and work with the players. And and a lot of times, you know, those Assistant coaches are comfortable just kind of taking a hands-off hands off approach. Hey, it doesn't impact me. I'll let him do his thing kind of thing. But it's another thing entirely different when you're trying to get enough buy-in where those coaches who might have usually taken a hand-off approach, you're now asking them to show up in a certain way. You're asking them to show up in a certain way so that the information that's being uncovered, that's being taught, is allowed to be trained into, practiced into, who the athlete is and ultimately the culture that we're trying to, the philosophy of the culture that we're trying to consistently operate from throughout the season. Because what we're finding that, or what we're finding is, is that by just having the lecture, by just developing the information, by learning the information is not enough. 
it's not enough for the players to come and just and, and just connect with this literature or connect with whatever being uncovered and, and then just take the flyer or take the leaflet or take the contacts and take it home to their dorm rooms or take it home to if they're a professional take it to take it to their homes that's not enough Right. We have to make sure that we're willing to do our part to help them training into help, help them practice it into their day to day routine. After all, I mean, what better place to understand the importance of that repetition? What better place to understand how important it is to consistently show up day in, day out, practicing the same move, the same drill? How important, right? How easy should it be to convince players playing at an at a top level why it is important to not just take what's being taught or what's being learned but actually apply it consistently so it just made me think about like my practice or my process for the literature that I come up with and I have you know I have I have a grading system I write on the margins I I tape the 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 covers of my books and I I put grades on them and I put certain key pages on them and like I have a whole process but is my process really putting me in a position to incorporate or to internalize to train into a lot of the information that I'm uncovering no, I think that's something I could do differently. That's something I can be a lot better at. Because I don't want to just learn the information and share it. You know, a part of gaining um, a winning edge on learning the information, everything to be learned, everything is in a book, a piece of literature somewhere. A part of the impact or a part of the value of that is the application of it. And no matter how great my grading system might be, right? No matter how great, um, how much I go into, how much detail I put into labeling process so that I know to refer back to the book at a later date. And as, as, as life and as work goes on, I'm not going to remember to always go back to these pieces of literature. So where am I, where am I going to start finding ways to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm leaning more in a direction of putting into practice what I'm learning? So here's what I would, here's what I would challenge you, wherever you are in your path and your journey, your walk, you know, are, are, you know, is a question that I, I've learned to just ask myself every day. One, what am I committed to getting better at? What am I, what am I committed to learning today? What am I committing to take one step further on this journey of X, Y, and Z, whatever that is for you? What are you willing to go in a direction, passionately in the direction of growth. What in your life right now are you looking to expand upon? What area of your life are you um, intently learning and absorbing information about because it's something that you want to master or it's a space that you want to hold or it's a purpose that you want to fulfill? The question I would ask you, once you figure out what that is for you, and if you don't know what that is for you, then you're at a beautiful crossroads, right? Because you get an opportunity to uncover that. And we'll be, there's opportunities in, in, in courses that I have online and, and things that we'll explore in the podcast to address that. But for the most part, let's assume you know what that is. Let's assume no matter how hazy, it's becoming a little bit clearer for you. So my question at the end of the day would be simple. Whatever you learned today, whatever whatever you gained today, how did you incorporate it? How did you internalize it? 
how did you put it into practice? I know I said a question, but three simple questions. And I've only been doing it for a couple of weeks, right? So don't sing my praises too loudly. But it's been, I found that it's been extremely valuable. Because one thing champions do consistently, and we'll talk about it at a later date, is they, they, always, they always have a review process of their day. They review how, they, how not only they showed up, but they review some of the things that they might have misstepped, some of the things they did confidently, some of the things they did powerfully. But champions always have a review process. So just simply add this to your review process. So now instead of just reading or instead of just taking in information, I ask myself, how am I internalizing? How am I incorporating it? And how am I putting it into practice? So challenge yourself or I challenge you by asking yourself the same three questions, wherever that is for you, whatever you're working through, whatever you're connecting in. If you want to continue to make strides towards not just taking on the enrichment that information and knowledge can have, but actually be made a better, become a little bit closer to mastery by actually putting into practice and application and practice a lot of this information that you're uncovering and not just have it just another thing that you're learning. What's not trained and what's not practiced ultimately gets lost. So how can you be a bit more intentional with not just what you're uncovering, but making sure that you're training it, you're practicing it into into being, into that space of knowing? Cheers. See ball, think ball.